Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Cold Shower Podcast. My co-host is a familiar one. She's a roommate. She's a wife. And she's been on, this is like your third time on, I think. And she always does a great job. Um, So today's episode, I want to talk about the start of the new year, a little bit about how 2018 went for me, and then um, what can be expected in 2019, either um, personally, in our relationship, and then also with cold shower and some of the developments that I hope to make. So this first section that we're going to have um, live on Instagram, I want to talk about a little bit about what I do at the start of a new year. I think a lot of people tend to lean towards fresh beginnings, uh, what they want uh, to take place, some changes that they want to make. And I do a lot of that too. I think there's uh, some people who kind of look down on those that are trying to make those resolutions. And it's something that I really don't um, totally understand. I think that it's important to treat the new year like a fresh start. And if that is going to be your springboard to better things, then more power to you. I get a lot of the statistics and things like that about how those changes don't really stick. And yeah, I think I tend to believe that. But at the same time, there's probably a lot of those that do stick for those people um, that have decided to use the new year as an opportunity. Um, I kind of like compare it to if you've ever heard idea that if all the wealth was redistributed to everybody in the world evenly within a matter of years, the wealth would again be accumulated by all the people that had it before. Um, I think I agree with that sentiment, but at the same time, I do think that there would be those outliers. There would be those people that given um, that extra chance will have benefited from it. And so I kind of think resolutions are like that too. But anyway, Back to um, what I do in the new year, I use a lot of reflection. So I think it's important for us to do that at the beginning of each year. Um, Sometimes the calendar changing can give us a little bit of what I think is a skewed view of what the previous year looked like. I think you have people on both sides of the spectrum. So some might tend to look back on uh, 2018 with rose-colored glasses, thinking, everything went great. I really just want 2019 to be a mirror image of 2018. And then I think there's also um, those other people that are the opposite. So maybe they only saw the negative things that took place and they're just hoping with that magical flip or the change to a new calendar that things are going to be different, that they're going to have better luck, that all these things are going to take place simply because the date changed. And so I think you have both of those people. Um, I think, actually, I wrote a blog last year how I think that much of our success in the new year can be affected by using uh, reflection. And what I mean by that is that if you look back, you can give yourself credit for all the positive things that you did in the previous year, right? So we have, we all have done good things in the previous year, maybe not as many as we wanted or as many as we hoped that we would have done in the year, but we still have those positive Um, impacts that we left and so to take a moment to take a deep breath pat yourself on the back for those positive things that you did and then use those positive things as that momentum that you need when you're going into the new year so positive can be momentum into the new year but then also um, I think that we need to look back on some of the mistakes we made some of the things that we wish we had done different And instead of just focusing on those solely as mistakes and getting down about those things, we instead want to think about how we were strengthened 
from those mistakes. So in that blog, I had written how at the time it was the beginning of 2018 and how I was entering 2018 with this new kind of set of armor because I had built that up through some of the trials and the tribulations um, that 2017 had to offer. So I was going in with the mindset that I was prepared for the new year because of some of the mistakes that I made. Um, so I had the positive momentum from the things that I did, the good things. And then I also felt like a stronger person because we all persevered through something too. There's always something that we had to get through, you know, larger, larger, small, doesn't matter. There's all those things that we've had to face. And those have made us into someone who um, is more prepared for what the next year is bringing, because that's another thing that we need to be ready for is that the new year doesn't um, just promise all good things. There's going to be struggles in each new year, whether that's the death of a relative or the end of a relationship or um, loss of a job, whatever it might be. These are all things that we have to know are coming and understand that we are prepared for those difficulties that are going to take place in the new year because of the momentum we have and because of the armor that we built up from, from past pain and things like that. All right, so next I want to talk about some of my personal goals. I always set quite a few personal goals, and they tend to kind of look very similar to what I had set previously, and I don't mean that in the sense that I just never get around to accomplishing what I wanted to accomplish. I just mean that I want to continue the success that I had from the year prior. So I don't just forget about those things that I've set in years past. I keep them on my list. And I don't know if everybody does that, um, but it's something that I do just to serve as a reminder of what I want to continue doing just as much as what changes I want to make in the new year too. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So you want to build off of your progress from the previous year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So have a good foundation and a good base to all of that. So personally, I'm going to hit it from the same spot that almost everybody hits it, and that's with diet. So since graduating college, I've really taken an interest in learning about diet. So I've read different books. I've listened to podcasts. I've asked others what they've found success in. I actually kind of geek out about diet in some way. I like to talk to people about what they do specifically, whether they're vegan, vegetarian, on a ketogenic diet, whatever, whatever variation of a diet um, they're using. But for me, the information that I've gathered is really less about making smarter dietary choices because I think that's actually a lot of people know that stuff. It's less about like everybody knows what kind of food is bad for you, you know, but they might not know um, how to make those positive changes. So for me, it was just getting the knowledge and, and uh, building an awareness of what that food does to my body. So I still eat quite a bit of pizza still eat quite a bit of ice cream and I'm not really giving those things up. I'll still watch the intake of those things and limit myself in some of those areas. But after I eat those things, I now have that baseline knowledge of, oh, well, that's why you feel the way that you do. That's why when you woke up after you ate a half gallon of ice cream the next day, you had a headache or you just felt really lethargic is that's maybe more of the knowledge base that people probably need. With all that said, essentially my goal for 2019 is going to be very similar to 2018. There's no major changes, but I am um, trying to eat a little bit cleaner. Well, at the same time, and I'll get into this more with one of my other personal goals of the year, 
is that I have more of a focus right now on physical strength. So actually being able to move like more weight in the weight room. So with that goal comes the need for more calories, which is kind of fun at times because then I can give myself the excuse of, well, this is why I can eat an extra serving or whatever, as long as I'm going and using it in the gym the next day. Um, but trying to keep it slightly cleaner. So I'm going to try to focus and eat the things that are a little bit healthier, but not staying too strict on things just yet until maybe I have different goals later in the year, whether that's we're taking a vacation or I want to be in better shape for basketball or something like that. What about you? Do you have anything dietary wise that you want to do this year? Um, not personally, but I do want to mention that I feel like diet changes are a goal that a lot of people can um, easily work toward because it's kind of a tangible thing that you can actually see changes that you can make and how they might affect your body or your well-being versus like things you might want to change about your personality or something like that. Um, but I do want to ask you, how do you navigate um, changes in your diet and maintaining them throughout social situations or getting together with family when the the food is maybe different from what you uh, that's a good question and I feel like you're usually in those social situations with me too mm -hmm. so you are probably well aware of how I don't handle those very well I'm never really the person that <laughs> says like no to uh, the dessert or whatever it might be um, but I do try in the days leading up to that if I know that there's a certain event coming up or that I'm just going to go off the rails on a weekend then trying to um, watch what I'm eating in the couple days leading up to that and then also so it gives you a little room to cheat maybe yeah I think so yeah as long as you're kind of you know one thing doesn't lead to another so you're not eating bad you know Friday Saturday Sunday and then you're like oh well Monday you know I might as well just keep it rolling because it's fun <laughs> um, but then the other thing that I do personally that I know a lot of people um, maybe don't understand or are against or don't think that they could do is I fast so that is a really easy way for me to control um, what I'm putting in my body because then I can say, okay, well, I know tonight we're going out with friends and we're going to eat like a pretty high calorie meal. Mm -hmm. Then maybe I just won't eat for like 16 to 18 hours straight and then I'll go have fun and eat what I want to eat in the evening. So that's another way that, that I do it too. You don't think that um, causes you to overindulge then at that point after you've fasted for that long? Like more than you would have if you had eaten a regular diet that day? I don't think so because I don't know what the average amount of calories that someone eats is probably between like 2,000, 3,000 calories a day. Mm -hmm. And not everybody needs that amount. I don't think that, well, maybe I am, but I don't think that usually I'm sitting down in that one or two meals a day and reaching far exceeding that amount of calories. But it also depends like if someone made brownies or something too. I don't know. I probably am then. Mm -hmm. But those are some of the things that that I try to do uh, to keep things in check diet-wise and then obviously have them try to line up with some of my other goals, which right now is strength. All right, the next section is hydration. I think a lot of people would assume that I would just lump this into diet because they're both things that go into your mouth. But I wanted to give this one its own section because it really is really, 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 really important. And people don't um, give it enough thought. They're not conscious enough of, of their about their hydration. So I know like a lot of people drag themselves through the day with headaches or lethargy, never really considering, 
you know, why they might be feeling that way, never considering that they could be dehydrated. So I've been like this before. It was back in 2017 where I was just on this huge hydration train. I was that guy that was carrying around the gallon jug, making sure that I drank a gallon or more of water a day. And then what ended up happening is there would be like a quarter of it left before bed. And then about an hour before bed, I would just be like chugging it to get the daily intake that I thought I needed. And then I would have to get up like every three hours in the middle of the night as a 27-year-old. I feel like you're not at that age yet where you need to be getting up in the middle of the night that often. So now I drink a little bit closer between like a half gallon and three quarters of a gallon of water a day. Um, and that was something that I started to um, come around to in 2018 was not just drink as much water as you can, but maybe start to drink more the amount that you feel like you need. Um, keeping in mind that I am a pretty active individual, maybe definitely more so than the average American, but I'm also not like a runner or anything like that, um, either. So I think that if people are going to the bathroom, like every 10, 15 minutes at work, you're probably drinking too much water. But if you have these chronic headaches, then you probably aren't getting enough water. I don't know. You probably see that with clients and stuff at work too, as a physical therapist, there's just some like general knowledge that you still have to give out to probably. Mm -hmm. What's interesting about the clients that I work with is they're older people and they often actually need somebody there to help them get to and from the bathroom because of unsteadiness or they need to use a walker or something like that. And, um, it's pretty common that they actually try to avoid drinking water or any other types of drinks. Um, or limit their intake because they're afraid to ask for help to go to the bathroom. You know, they don't want to keep bugging people to get them, you know, to and from the bathroom so that I see their intake less, you know, limited more than, um, than over drinking. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Having to be dependent on somebody else, then you're thinking, mm-hmm. okay, but which well. isn't, which also isn't healthy though, because then they end up with UTIs and other complications. So, Yeah. The last point I want to bring up about hydration, this was something that I started in 2018 that I think a couple other people have grabbed onto. And you know, we do this like, I don't know if you do it every morning or not, but the mineral cocktail. So every morning, Um, maybe more on the weekends or something when we're home together. Um, So what the mineral cocktail is, and you guys can Google more of the benefits of it, but I really do think it helped me a lot the last year and just getting my day started. Um, The mineral cocktail is like 16 ounces of like room temperature water mixed with pink Himalayan salt and then a slice of lemon. So squeezing the slice of lemon into the water and drinking that like almost as soon as you get up, like before your coffee, before whatever else you drink in the morning, having that because it's kind of revitalizing your body after a night of sleep. A lot of people don't realize that when you're sleeping, you actually sweat quite a bit. And then a lot of vapor is released through your mouth too during breathing. And so you're pretty dehydrated when you wake up. And then with the salt, between the salt and the lemon, there's a lot of like vitamins and minerals that it can replenish. And it just, to me, it feels like it just like fills my system up perfectly in the morning. And after I started that, I could feel and notice that when I was making my way out of bed, that my body was almost like wanting that mineral cocktail specifically Mm -hmm. not the coffee anymore right away yeah and I'll typically drink mine on the weekends like you said when I might be sleeping in longer 
And it's interesting that you talk about the release of uh, vapor, uh, water vapor through your mouth overnight, because when I'm when I'm sleeping longer, I find that I do actually feel more dehydrated when I wake up, and I'm like racing to get that yeah um, mineral cocktail. Right, it's like the next or that extra two hours of sleep or something where your yeah your body is not maybe used to it, so you're even more dehydrated. So anyway, just Google like pink Himalayan salt and lemon water in the morning. Seriously. It's a very simple thing, but it really, really has helped me out, I think, in the last year. And then it also, I've mentioned this before, but it just makes my coffee that comes after that, because I did not give up coffee, that's for sure, is it almost strengthens the effect that that coffee has on my body because the coffee isn't the first thing going into my system. I've gotten those vitamins and minerals, I'm hydrated, and then I drink the coffee and then I'm speeding out the door ready to to take on the day. So I would encourage you guys to implement that, if anything, just a small little change in the morning that has seriously helped me out a lot. Next, I want to get on to some of my strength goals. And I'm getting pretty greedy with this one. If you have any um, like knowledge base about strength versus aesthetic goals, so with the New Year's resolutions, probably more people are making goals related to aesthetics, meaning they want to look better at the beach, they want to lose that midsection, whatever it is. I'm getting a little greedy because those don't often correspond or correlate. They're not easy to do both. So I want to um, get stronger. As I mentioned this year, I have a more specific goal of sometime in 2019 being able to deadlift somewhere between 450 pounds and 500 pounds. That's a pretty broad range. Right now I can do just over 400 pounds. 450 I think is definitely attainable the 500 would probably require like a little bit more specific programming and I may have to get a little bit bulkier so I'm trying to um, maintain some level of sexiness for my co-host here but also get a little bit stronger because I love to deadlift it's like my favorite lift and I would really just like to when I'm old and gray be able to look back and say that at some point I lifted, you know, close to 500 pounds. What do you like about the deadlift? Because I would say that is my least favorite lift. Um, I think I just feel, um, I'm trying to think of why I like it so much. First, the squat scares me. I know how necessary the squat is, but if you're talking about like the big three, the most common, Mm -hmm. you know, lifts, the squat, the bench, the deadlift. Um, I like the deadlift because if, your body's not going to do it. You just drop the weight mm-hmm. and it's really not as dangerous as less risk. Yeah. Health. There's less risk. Um, you can certainly hurt yourself if your form isn't dialed in and stuff like that. But for me as a man, so speaking from, you know, a masculine point of view, I just don't think there's anything quite as savage as just like <laughs> picking up a heavy weight off the ground. And sure. that, that's just some of the most fun times I've ever had in the gym is just loading this weight on. Granted, it's not, a lot of weight compared to what some other people can do. But for me, that personal feeling of as I lift that off the ground and I get it above my knees and I can just hold it there for a second and look out at, you know, whether I'm lifting with my brothers or my friends or my dad or whatever it is, and just kind of give like a little yell because that that's all you have to do. You have to pick it up off the ground. And it's just such a simple but like savage, much needed feeling. I don't know if that answers it for you, but... Yeah. Love the deadlift. Um, so essentially my goal is going to be to deadlift between 450 and 500. Well, um, not turning into a slob. Um, 
I'm going to do that through, as I mentioned before, like some cleaner calories. Um, I don't want to add bad weight to my body just for the sake of, of being able to get stronger. I'm going to try to take my time in building up to those weights, gain some quality muscle using quality food. The same hard workouts that I have with my boy Nick, shout out to Nick, who is much stronger than me. He could already deadlift between 450 and 500 for sure. Um, and then also appropriate recovery too. All right, Abby, what are your fitness goals? Well, for myself, I started consistently going to yoga um, back in May of 2018. I've gone like two to four times a week, depending on the week. Christmas break has been a little bit less, so I'd like to get back on that train. But for this year, I'd like to up that to three to four times a week more consistently. Um, And in general, just trying to be able to control my own body weight which to me doesn't mean what the number on the scale is. It means my ability to control my, the weight of my body through space um, during everyday activities or adventures like hiking, for example. Yeah, that's a good point too about controlling the body. I know before we moved up here and we weren't doing a whole lot of hiking and stuff like that, um, if there was like uneven terrain and I'm a young relatively fit person Mm -hmm. I would feel like really sore the next day and stuff but even just after um, participating in activities like that consistently the last Mm -hmm. year or so it's way easier so you know just being able to control your body is really important Mm -hmm. and I I guess I'd also like to say that I'd like to um, increase the variety of sporting activities that I'm involved in Um, so throughout the seasons so now that it's winter we've started more downhill skiing, uh, winter hiking, and we just got snowshoes recently. So I'd like to start getting into that, just trying to increase the variety of, of things that we're doing physically. Yeah, no doubt. If Northern Michigan peeps are listening to this, shoot us some invites when you go snowshoeing or skiing or whatever these other activities are that we like to do in the woods, because we would love to tag along on some of those. Next, I want to talk about sleep, and this is another big one. This is one that I really had to evaluate in 2018, and I've realized really how important it is. So I had this pretty dialed in um, maybe about halfway through 2019, and that has to continue in, uh, I'm sorry, I had it dialed in in 2018, and that has to continue in 2019 because a lot of my other goals, every other goal is dependent on how much sleep I'm getting, how effective I can be because of you know, the, the quality sleep that I get. So I always try to get at least seven hours of sleep. Ideally, you know, I'd want to get about eight, but seven seems to be the number because I do like to wake up early in the morning and do some reading and stuff before I go to the gym. What I've done in 2018 is I make my room as dark as possible and I have to keep it cool. Um, those are really important to me. And I also have, you know, this, I have a sensitive nighttime routine. So there's been times where if my nighttime routine gets thrown off, for some reason, then my whole night's sleep can sometimes be trashed. And I want to not be so sensitive to that. But at the same time, I think if you get a good routine dialed in, then you're ensuring yourself quality sleep um, too. Because what's happened in the past is if I get into bed, maybe I didn't do my normal routine or it's not dark enough, it's not cool enough. And I get into bed and I wiggle like a little worm until you yell at me and then I have to go out to the couch. And when you get sent out to the Not couch, because I send you. Well, yeah, but you complain. You make me feel guilty. 
And yeah, you never actually verbally send me, um, but I just know it's probably what's best. So then I am going out to a less than ideal sleeping surface and spend, you know, I'm not getting good sleep on the couch. Very rarely does that happen. So trying to avoid um, anything that would lead me to having to sleep on the couch is really important. Um, the other major change, and to me, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but this is one of the biggest things that we did recently, maybe in the last like three or four months, mm-hmm. um, that you were not too happy about, but is definitely helped me out is we took the dog out of the bedroom. Only because I love him. Right. Because <laughs> you love me more than the dog. Barely. <laughs> but that was something that I'd read it in a couple books where, um, about sleep where they were just essentially saying like, if you want to have the best sleep possible, you absolutely cannot have an animal in your room. And I was always like, I don't think he's really, you know, messing my sleep up that bad. But when we got him as a puppy, we had to have him in the room because he was having to go out to the bathroom at night. Mm-hmm. So we'd need to be able to hear him. Well, that went from keeping him in the room once he was potty trained and able to make it through the night. And then it just kind of felt like, oh, well, he's a part of the family. So we're going to have him in the bedroom with us. Um, once we continued that, I there was just a couple month period where I just started to feel super tired. And I felt like I was never like as awake and ready to attack the day as I should be. Not getting into your deep sleep. Moments. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't feel like I was ever getting into that deep sleep. And it wasn't even that the dog was necessarily waking me up and getting me out of bed anymore to take him to the bathroom. But I started to evaluate and think about, well, why are you feeling this way? What things could be causing this? And I thought it might just be the fact that the dog is still in the room. Even if he's not barking or waking me up to take him outside, just having another creature who's grunting, breathing, wiggling around um, in the room that I might not be entering those deep stages of sleep. So I said, let's test test this out. we got to get him out of the room. And I'm convinced that it has changed everything for me because I now sleep very soundly. I feel rested um, when I wake up. And I know that it's nice to have your dog in your bedroom. And I think a lot of people do, especially if you don't have kids, um, that you just the dog's part of the family. You have them in your room and you even have them on your bed a lot of times. If you care about your sleep, you have to get your dog out of your room. I think it's that simple. I really do. Um, and I don't even know that you'll really notice the changes until you actually get the dog out of the room for a week or so and then see how it settles in. That's my feelings. I don't know if you think it's affected you at all or not. Maybe slightly. I, my sleep routine has always been pretty easy. Like, I don't. I don't really have trouble sleeping, just rarely. Um, But at first I was hesitant to the idea because I felt bad about kicking him out, and I thought he would have the same feelings, like feeling sad that he couldn't be in our room anymore. Um, But within a week, um, Taylor was away on a work trip, so I was home alone and thought, well, maybe Indy will want to sleep in the room with me again just to protect me while I sleep. And... I brought him in the bedroom, I got ready for bed, closed the door, and he stood by it for about three minutes, <laughs> just waiting by the door, trying to get out. 
And so I let him out and he ran right to a spot on the couch and went to sleep. So I realized that he probably thought the changes were a good thing too. Yeah. You like tend to feel bad and you put, you treat them like a human almost and think, well, we don't want to hurt their feelings. And it's like, no, but they're still an animal. And essentially he took my place on the couch and I am indebted to him because I sleep so much better now that he's out of the room. And I think that he sleeps better too. Um, so really the point is you can keep your dog or whatever animal you have in your bedroom, but I, I promise you that it is affecting your sleep in some way. And if you think that, um, you're not performing, um, during the day, the way that you should be, I would consider getting the dog out of the room. Next topic I want to talk about, um, is my faith. And this is something that definitely was strengthened in 2018 but I see that it needs to continue on an upward trajectory um, in 2019. So as I look and evaluate these things, I definitely need to do more of the typical things that one would think about. So increase my consistency of my church attendance, um, and then also increase the amount of time that I spend in the Bible. You guys know if you follow me on Instagram, I'm big into reading. I always have a stack of books. I'm usually reading two or three at a time. And the Bible just, for me, tends to kind of always fall to the to the bottom of the pile. And I don't uh, dig into it as much as I should. And I've found that that's really not due to the content that is in the Bible. It's due to my inability to work to understand what is in the Bible. Because there there's a lot of deep stuff. There's a lot of things that you might need context to. There's things that you might have to ask somebody with a deeper knowledge base um, about you know, what the teachings are and what, what all that stuff means. And a lot of times I just, I get lazy. I don't ask those questions. I don't read it slow enough to truly understand um, the benefits of it. And so that's something that I definitely need to do and figure out how can it apply to my life and how is it going to, you know, better me in 2019. What would you say to someone who doesn't read the Bible and wants to start? Like, do you have any direction for them? I mean, there's so many resources now, and I say this acting like I use all of them, and I certainly don't, um, but there's just so many different um, places you can go. There's, If you can't just pick up the Bible and understand you know, what it's saying to you, there's tons of other literature that can break it down um, in ways that is more easily understood. There's stuff on YouTube. You can watch you know, the uh, most successful or you know, best speakers out there you know, share about the, the Bible and there's just unlimited resources. And then you can always do it the old school way too, which is actually step foot in a church and go talk to the pastor because they still, you know, want to do those things. Um, but other than that, there's just so much that's available to us in terms of different resources and ways that can help us understand the Bible by maybe putting it, um, in words that we understand or in context that we understand. And there's just really no excuse at this point of for me definitely of if the bible is something that i want to be a part of my life and i want it to actually benefit me then i need to start to get a deeper understanding of it and with where we're at there's no reason that that can't happen because there are tons of resources out there and so that's you know some of the major changes that that i'm going to be doing um the other part of this faith is that you know i haven't really shared a whole lot about this in terms of um with the cold shower um stuff and so I, I want that to change a little bit. I want people to start uh, to know that, you know, I'm a Christian and that I want to really own that. 
for the simple fact that I want to really remain transparent um, with you know, the people that follow me. So I want to remain transparent about my lifestyle and I want to build a genuine connection with everybody that's listening. And in order for that to happen, then I think that people need to know what I'm actually about. So essentially, like it or not, look out uh, for more of this in the future. So that's it for me personally. I have um, some things I want to get into in terms of our relationship because the relationship that I have with you, my co-host, my wife, my roommate, um, is the most important relationship that I have on this, on this earth. And so, um, the one big thing that I want to improve on this year is just time spent because I am so aware of how much you value my time. So I see it again and again, how happy different date nights, the times we get to just chill on the couch or hikes with the dog really just make you, um, really happy. And they kind of change, change your mood. But Despite knowing all those things and that that's like what your preferred method of being shown love is, I continue to fail at it and I don't know why. So that could manifest in maybe I'm looking at my phone too long when you're trying to tell me how your day was or whatever it is. Um, Or you like to talk on the phone a lot more than I do when we're commuting to and from work. And maybe I cut those conversations, you know, too short. And so those are things that. I have to start to take into account. Now, I probably painted myself in a very bad light through sharing this stuff. I want to clarify. I honestly think in 2018, I was the best husband that I've ever been. You'll have your chance to to say if that's true or not, but I really do. I think 2018 was my best year as a husband. And I think that I'm actually a much better husband than most other husbands. But really, that doesn't matter. It, it, we can't compare ourselves. So I want to make sure that in 2019 that I'm not measuring my success against others because others are not you and I. Their relationships don't matter the way that ours matters. We shouldn't measure our relationship against others. We can look for things in other people's marriage that we think might benefit ours, maybe some skills that they employ or or how they treat each other. But I'm not going to look to measure myself against anybody else because we're different people um, than those. So Really, the way that I'm approaching this one and looking at it is that it's already done. Like, I already know that after 2019, I will have been the best husband that I've ever been. We were married in 2014. I can hope that each year after that, I continue to improve as a husband. And I think everybody should look to do that in their relationships, is that you continue to get better as a partner, as a husband, as a wife. And so for me... 2019, I truly believe I will already have been the best husband that I've ever been. And I think that you'll be the best wife that you've ever been, again, for the fourth year running. All that's left in that is the process and how we're going to carry out being the best husband, being the best wife. The process remains and just being aware of how to carry out the tasks that are required. So one of those for me and making sure I'm the best husband I've ever been is just spending more time with you. So first of all, I want to say that I would agree with the fact that you said that you were the best husband you've ever been in the last year. Nice, I ain't lying. I think each year, of course, uh, you're getting better and better at that um, because it's a practice that takes effort and you need to practice in order to perfect it. Um, For myself, I know we've talked about love languages on our previous 
episode that we had together regarding our relationship and um, one of your love languages is gifts and so for me I would like to improve on my ability to provide you gifts through um, making more meals and um, taking more um, notice of what the house looks like and trying to clean up um, more often instead of leaving work for you um, in order to provide that as a gift to you. Yeah, and let me clarify that because I don't want to get into this like gender stereotype of, oh, well, sure. of course, she picked the stuff that you know is the homemaking type stuff. So I want, we, I want to say not necessarily just homemaking type stuff because I'll say a couple weeks ago, when again, when you were gone, um, and it was during the winter time, the driveway was full of snow mm-hmm. and I decided to take it upon myself to learn how to use the snow blower and snow blow the driveway before you got home. So that was again another example of my gift to you is taking the time to learn a skill in order to provide you with um, the gift of not having to do that once you got home. Yeah that was awesome when you texted me and you were like hey you're gone we got like four inches of snow while you're away. <laughs> I would really like to be able to snow blow the driveway. And I was telling you not to. I was like, I'm not really going to be able to explain it well enough over the phone. And I couldn't even make a call at that time because I was at work. Um, so I had to explain it through text. And then Probably the, the wrong way for me to go about providing this gift is like giving you the work of having to tell me how to do it. But Yeah, I mean, it was stressful at the time. But I was like, I don't know. You can go out and like try to start it. And you're a bit of a farm girl, so you figured it out. But... Yeah, you texted me again like a half hour later and you were like, hey, the driveway's done. I figured it out. And I was like, that's pretty hot. You figured out how to do that. And um, now I still, you know, I still try to be the one that can get out there and do it. But I know that you're capable of that stuff. Um, But back to just some of those gender stereotypes and stuff. I think what she means when she says the giving some of those gifts is that to me and my personality, it tends to be important Uh, to me that the house is in order because my brain just goes a million different directions. I'm just one of those people that am always thinking about something. And if there's clutter or other things that are going on, then it can kind of disrupt, you know, some of my emotions or how, how I'm feeling. And if I have some writing that I want to do, or I want to record a podcast or whatever it might be, and the house is in disarray, and a lot of it's my mess. Most of it is my mess. Um, then I can't do that as effectively. And you, you're you well aware that that affects me. And so she wants to be um, someone who can take care of some of those things because just with your personality, I don't think it bothers you quite as much as it bothers me. And those are things we've talked about. We're aware of that, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that in uh, 2019 is us being able to take this awareness and this um, capability of making some of these changes or continuing to do what we've done that's made us successful so far. And I want to say, if you're in a relationship, um, I think it's very helpful to talk about your goals for the next year with one another, so you can help hold one another accountable on these things. You know, that was big for us is that we we had moments where we you know talked about some of the stuff, and I went over this outline for this podcast with you. Um, you heard me kind of rehearsing some of it. You were correcting me on some things or giving your input on some of it, and yeah, you want to. It's easy to make resolutions for ourselves, but if you're in this life with another person, you probably should have some type of awareness of what changes they want to make so that you're not holding them back 
and you're just being that support that they need. So yeah, that's a good point. So I want to talk about uh, cold shower stuff now and some of the goals that I have with cold shower for the year 2019. So I broke this down into different sections and goals that I have. And number one on that is a book. So I have started to write a book. I don't know uh, much about it yet other than I have a rough idea of kind of the theme of it. But really, I'm going to put my feet to the fire and say that I'm going to finish my book in 2019. I just have to tell myself that that's it. I have to start sitting down each day or at least a couple times a week and just writing, even when I don't feel like writing. So like I said, there's a there's a theme that's picked out. Um, it's mostly kind of about, you know, what cold shower was stemmed from in the sense that I want to write a book that can maybe point people in the right direction in terms of making positive change and being able to relate to their peers and other people in the world so that we can start to grow this little empire that we have of people that want to um, live more fruitfully among among their peers and get to know people and make those positive changes. So that's what it's about right now. That's been a struggle so far, but I really do think with the connections that I've made in this area the past year, and that I, I think there's probably possible mentorship you know, opportunities too, that I should progress pretty nicely on this goal in the year because I'm now surrounded by some other creative individuals that have done some of these things that I want to do. And I think they can hold my hand and kind of guide me along. So I'm really excited about that one. Next, I want to talk about audio. So I think that many people will be happy to hear about this one. If you've been rocking with us through the glitches and the inconsistent sound, thank you. I know it cannot be easy. Sometimes people are listening in their car and the voices come out very quiet and that's annoying. I hate when that happens when I'm listening to podcasts too, but it's just been a learning process for me on some of this stuff. And so audio has been something that I really want to get better at and make sure that I'm providing you guys a more consistent sound. So as we record this, it's on some new equipment. Shout out to Vincent Brown and Christmas presents. Yes, I got a couple Christmas presents with these microphone stands. So the microphone is right up to my face. Um, at V Brown Woodworking on Instagram, gave me some of his old equipment. And I hope that it really works well because I think that's one of the big things that I want to make sure that the audio um, consistency isn't something that's holding us back in terms of, you know, people are just saying, I just can't listen to it because the audio sucks, then we have to fix that. And so I promise you that that's something that I'm really working on. And hopefully even this episode um, sounds a little clearer to you. Next, I want to talk about video. So I want to get a little bit more involved in video. I think that to start, that's just going to take the shape of more Instagram live stuff. But as I um, meet new people in the area and in the, in the creative space, um, I think that there will be some opportunity for longer form videos and maybe even some YouTube type stuff. But again, I mean, I'm barely hanging on with this audio, trying to work through you know, how to operate all this stuff. But I do uh, really think that some more video content is in the works, and I have plans for that, and I do think it's really going to be beneficial too. Next up is engaging content. So I'm always putting content out, whether that's crazy pictures on my Instagram, podcast, whatever. Um, I do think I got better at this in 2018 as I've been figuring out how to maneuver Instagram and then just inviting people's opinions and responses. But a lot of this, too, is up to you guys as the listener or as the person that's taking in the content. Um, 
it really might not seem like a big deal to you guys, but engaging with my posts, so leaving comments, leaving reviews, taking a poll, answering questions, it really does go a long way. And the reason it goes such a long way is because due to the size of cold shower, <clears throat> excuse me, that where we're at right now with the amount of followers that we have, every little thing that you do that interacts with us really does play a big role. So every message that you send, every shirt that you buy, it really leaves a substantial mark on what I'm trying to build with this podcast. So for this one, I, I'm going to continue to put out engaging content as best I can, but I have to be able to gauge how effective that content is. And the only way to, to do that is if you guys are interacting with me. So if you've been kind of on the fence about um, asking me questions or giving me suggestions or even criticizing me, please don't hesitate to do that. I invite all that stuff because I want to make this um, a better, more efficient operation. And I can only do that with your guys' help. So please uh, look to do that as well um, in 2019. The next one is I, I really want to do more giveaways. So I'm hoping to continue to be in a position uh, to do some giveaways or offer maybe some more ambassadorships too. I think that those type of things can really impact a person's commitment to a brand. So Cold Shower has become a brand now. Um, and I want your guys' commitment to that. I want you to feel a connection to it. So if you have any recommendations of giveaways in the past, we've done um, shirts, I've done hand-turned pens. I have plans to do some more stuff like that this year just because I want you guys to know that I care about you and also let you get your hand on some of the different products that we have that we have too. So if you have any ideas, um, recommendations of giveaways or products that you'd like to see featured, um, then please let me know. The next one is the one that I find to be really fun, and that's just products. So this portion of the business has been a lot of fun for me, and I'll actually cover uh, some of this in a section or two as well. But essentially, the plan is to continue to put out new designs and new apparel options. I'm going to increase the quality of the clothing as I'm able to do that. So right now, we only released one collection, which was the Doing and Creating collection. Um, and then with our next release, which will be Choosing Growth, I am working to um, increase the quality of, of those apparel items. And I want to continue to do that. In a perfect world, I would have been able to give you guys the premium quality apparel right away. Um, but due to funding and stuff like that, it's just not possible. And so that's going to be something that is very important to me, but I have to build up to that and I have to be smart about um, some of those decisions that I'm making because, you know, this is a business now. So more specifically for that Choosing Growth collection, I ordered um, a couple samples for that. We're going to try to do a lot more marketing for that one. So having a couple of photo shoots with different models and stuff like that. Um, I'm planning on doing that release sometime in February. And then I currently have my ambassador who is at North Country Ghost on Instagram. That's at North, like the direction, which is my favorite direction because I live up north. Country, like what we live in. And then Ghost, like they go boo. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's actually uh, has received some of his apparel. And so he's taking some shots of those items. And I'm excited to see what he came up with because I think he just has the ability to make those products look a lot better and a lot more appealing. And maybe you guys will be able to get on board with some of that stuff. The next part I want to talk about is sponsorships. So this is a big one that I think should see some movement in 2019. 
I had a couple of opportunities um, the past year with sponsorships, but I really want to see those increase. So I'm continuing to pour my own resources into this venture. And because of that, because I don't have unlimited resources, then I would really like to see an increase in sponsorships, whether they're offering me product or even better if they have like savings codes um, that they can give me that I can then uh, share with you guys. And you would then be able to go out and support those people too uh, through those savings codes. That would be awesome. So those are some things that I'm really seeking out and hoping um, will also find their way uh, to me as well. How I go about that, and I think it has to be accomplished through just courageously reaching out to companies. I've done that. I've gotten rejected uh, quite a bit where I reach out and they say, I've never heard of you. No, thanks. Uh, And that's fine. That's all part of the process. But I hope as I continue to reach out to people while simultaneously providing content that a company feels um, can represent them and their mission too, um, that we'll see some of these things trend upward in 2019. And the last topic or section that I have for cold shower, and this one is scary. I contemplated even sharing it with you. It's the F word. It's finances. Now, this one is maybe less a resolution. I guess it is a a resolution or a goal, is I would like to actually start maybe making a little bit of money um, from this venture, maybe take my wife out on a nice uh, date with some of the money that that might come in from this. But really, this is more about just sharing with you guys the financial side of what goes on here because I think it's kind of cool to bring you guys along on some of this process, and I don't know how many people uh, really do that. So without dropping actual numbers, I want to be transparent with you. I'm not embarrassed to say that this venture has not been one of money-making. If you have never started a business from scratch, meaning with zero investment dollars, then you might not know that there's very few owners that pay themselves for the first few years if the business doesn't go under before then. I was really thinking I would be the exception to the rule, but apparently I'm not. I still work my regular job, and so does my wife. But we do have huge dreams. Those can only be accomplished through steady work. And that's what I'm realizing more and more throughout this process is I just have to put my head down, do the work, and things will come to fruition later. So I think cliches can work the best. Really, I just have to continue to grind in 2019 to get us closer to our dreams. So some people might look at the sales of the apparel, maybe the essay that I had published in a local journal, and they'll just straight up ask me, well, how much money do you make doing some of these things? Um, I'll be pretty honest. I haven't made any money. Through the blessing of my wife, I've had to foot the bill for every single part of this operation. That includes the podcast, the samples that I have to buy for the apparel, the travel to different interviews, the free gifts that you've gotten in the package, the design of the website, and then there's a lot of other things too. Keeping in mind that I've also saved a ton of money through the grace and willingness of other people to help me out. I've gotten some volunteers to do things for me, whether that's taking photographs, Um, helping with some of the sound earlier in our operation. Um, All those things are things that you typically would have to pay money for, but because people were willing to help me out on my my new venture, um, then that has saved me a lot of money, but there have been a lot of expenses. And the truth is, I think they've all been necessary expenses, and I'm actually happy to pay those bills as long as I believe that they're taking us in the direction that we need to. So essentially, any money that has been made has really either been used to cover the cost of shipping, it has been donated, or it's been used to fund the next launch. We're just kind of recycling all that money. Now, to be clear, I'm absolutely not telling you this so that you feel bad. 
I'm telling you so that you have an understanding of how all this works. I want you to build a connection with the process because this is a process. You guys are growing with me as we work through this. I have lots of people that have been listening or buying from day one. My goal, if you've been doing that, or even if this is your first episode, that you have that connection. And I can't wait for you to feel that connection, whether that's from day one or wherever you're starting, all the way to the time that this operation reaches its apex. Honestly, I'm on fire for this stuff. Like this is getting me so excited, so worked up. I just want to charge into 2019. And it's all because of the opportunities that you guys have provided. Just simply listening to this stuff is is the opportunity that I've needed. So while I'm on fire, sometimes that means I might burn the house down. But really the goal is and, and always will be having a larger but intimate impact on the people in this world. And that's really what cold shower looks like right now. So I hope that some of that insight that I've given you is helpful and allows you to have a better understanding and maybe even a better connection with the brand because that's really what I want to do. I want you guys to enjoy the stuff that we're putting out from all angles. So I want you to enjoy the apparel. I want you to enjoy the podcast and I want you to feel a genuine connection um, with me too. And that was really the whole goal of, of sharing what uh, you can expect in 2019 from Cold Shower. And to wrap up from my end, I just want to say that I'm incredibly proud of what you've been able to accomplish and achieve with the Cold Shower podcast, um, both with the podcast itself and with the Cold Shower good side of things. Um, you're expanding in a lot of different directions, and it's really cool to see um, the impact that you're having on our peers and people we don't even know. So I'm looking forward to, uh, as we approach the one-year mark of the beginning of cold shower, um, what you're able to achieve in the next few months and years to come. Awesome. I appreciate that. That wasn't even rehearsed and it is awesome to sit next to you and record these episodes. You will always and forever be my absolute favorite guest that I will ever have on the show. So I love you. Um, I'm going to wrap this up too. Essentially what I want you guys to take from this is not only more of a genuine connection with cold shower, but maybe a reminder for you guys to reflect on 2018 and look at the positive things that you did. Use that positive stuff as momentum into 2019. Look at some of the things that you could have done better. But while, while doing that, think about the things that you survived and how that has made you a stronger individual. So between uh, the momentum that you have built and then the stronger person that you are through some of those struggles, you are more than ready for 2019. I promise you. And if I can do anything for you guys in this upcoming year, please reach out to me. You can follow us uh, on Instagram. It's underscore Taylor Kramer, T-A-Y-L-O-R-C-R-A-M-E-R, or at Cold Shower Goods. And also check out our website, coldshowergoods.com. Bye-bye.